Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. It's another episode of Fantastic Fest Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Woo! Fan Xanadu Cinema Fantastic Pleasure Dome. <laughs> or something like that. So we just got done with uh, day four. That is halfway through the festival. This is the turning point. It is. It is. Um, dear listeners, uh, most of the films here play twice. So people, you know, after some buzz gets out, people get a chance to see the things that their friends have already seen. So the first half is when everything plays through the first time. And then the second half is when you get the repeat viewings. So second half is usually a little quieter. Um, the, well, the big a lot premieres, of the industry, a lot yeah. of the actors, a lot of the stars... They toddle off on their merry way, and so it's left to just, you know, the actual people who want to watch movies. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, yeah, this was the big, uh, tonight's kind of mass exodus of the famous people, <laughs> except for the locals. <laughs> Which, hey, they were lovely, but you know what? It gets crowded in that lobby, so. It, it really does, and um, it's it'll, it'll be nice uh uh, from here on in, because now you know a little bit about the movies and you ha have a definite plan about, hey, I heard something about that one. I would like to go see that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it does make it easier. Second, already tomorrow's choices were easier because there were a lot of movies I'd already seen. Mm -hmm. Nope, don't. That's okay. And then like, oh, and I actually have heard of what people are talking about these movies. So the selection process for each round has been... Yeah, already noticeably quicker. <laughs> but let's talk about today. Uh, yeah. So today we started out with some Turkish repertory theater. Yes, Yay! yes. We got to see Deathless Devil, which uh, was made in 1972, um, is starring uh, Kunt Tolgar, who is here at the festival. Yes, and he's very delightful and oh. tells many stories. Oh, he, he's a hoot. I... I I kind of love the man. Uh, and uh, the the movie is a superhero action movie, kind uh, of. It's more of a crime vigilante. Crime, yeah, vigilante. Yeah, vigilante hero story. Yeah. Yeah. So you have Copperhead, played by Kunt Dolgar, um, and his friend who's strangely dressed like Sherlock Holmes. His name is Bitik, but Bitik. he's dressed up like Sherlock Holmes for no good reason. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they are fighting Dr. Satan. Yes, Dr. Satan. Who has a robot. A, a cardboard robot. <laughs> and uh, they... <laughs> And a hell of a hell of a mustache. Oh, the the mustache is extraordinary. And eyebrows, seriously. Yes. And uh, all the music is from other movies. And, and recognizably so, there's some definite uh, bond happening. Yeah, it was like name that soundtrack. 
Yeah. Yeah, there there was uh, definitely uh, Honor Maj- Majesty's Secret Service being used. I think I might have heard Wichita Linemen. Yeah, you did. Um, let's see, I heard the Peter Gunn theme at one point. There's also a um, Pink Panther and wacky, wacky sound effects whenever uh, comedi- comedic relief Batik in his Sherlock Holmes shows up. They want to make sure you know he's the comedic relief by playing some sort of bizarre sound cue. And, you know, and then and a woman walks by and it's all rah, rah sound. So what the hell? Wah, 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 da, da, wah. By the way, dear listeners, we're in the parking garage again, which is ex- should explain some of the background noise. By this point, you're used to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is guerrilla podcasting, people, in the spirit of Turkish cinema. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, this... The the movie was just bonkers pants and it was a hoot to see with a with a. I think my audience. favorite was the. It was right at the beginning. Well, there were a lot of favorites. There was a great moment right at the beginning, where uh, they're fighting in an office and he punches the man out of out of frame and follows him. And now they're on the roof of a building. Yep. Just. No explanation. Like, they walk through the wall, and they're on the roof. Like, this is the terrace of the office, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want me to pause? No, nah, go, okay. go for it. Um, it's Gorilla Podcasting. There's a car next door to us. Hello. And Driven by gorillas, dear <laughs> listeners. And then they're fighting on the rooftop, and then he punches him out of frame again, and then they're back in the office. It was delightful. I just... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the jumping onto the train. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, which couldn't Tolgar? They didn't have stuntmen, so they said, "Hey, jump off a bridge onto this train." And it's not <laughs> like the train knew. Nope. It was. This was just a train that was passing by. They're like, "Hey, there's a train coming in a half hour. We want you to jump onto it." But then the train went too fast because the trains in Turkey are not allowed to stop by law. So then they got on the next train and bribed the engineer to go slower so he could jump <laughs> on it, which is just crazy pants. Yeah, we got so many stories out of these guys well, later in the day. Yeah, because we, we ran into them later in the day, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we saw a Deathless Devil. There was a quick Q&A after, and that was super delightful. A nice start to the day, very mm-hmm. entertaining. So, it was everything I wanted in the first lot today. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah, and it was at 11.30, so it was a little bit later, which is something I also wanted in the first slot. I really like that. That was so, good. Yeah, so I was, I had high hopes the day had started well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and yesterday it started really strong, but then it yeah, kind of petered, kind of went sour, took a left turn on me there. So I was like, okay, I'm hoping for a better day. I'm hoping for a better uh-huh. day. And so uh, the second film... Yeah, which we both saw together. Uh, Man versus Snake. Yes. Yes, which is not a remake of Anaconda. <laughs> but no. it, what it is is a documentary, very, very similar to King of Kong. If yes. you've seen that, um, this is a documentary about the gentlemen who have been since the '80s vying for the world record on Nibbler. <laughs> Which is, I, I do actually remember this game. Yeah. Um, I like nobody needed to tell me. I'm like, that's the snake game, right? The incredibly hard one, yeah. and it's one where every time you you have to eat the pellets, but every time you eat the pellet, the snake gets longer, and very quickly you're getting in your own damn way. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Pac-Man with that maze and pellets layout, but you can't cross your path, essentially. Yeah. Or otherwise, you die. 
Um, so, it's one of the, they make a point of saying it's one of the few arcade games, the classic console games, that was a marathon game. This was not a game that had an end point or a set number yeah. of screens or a big boss. This was a game that you just kept playing for as long as you could. But it was the first game to have nine digits. So very quickly, what became the goal was to roll it over, to get one billion points in this game, which requires... Somewhere between 35 and 45 hours of continuous play. Yeah. And so that's what the movie is about. It's about the people who get the record and how they then it gets broken and then they, you know, pursuing it and how hard it is. And do you want to try again? And just, um, I'm not even going to say it's about their obsession because that's not the tone of the movie. It's not no. about obsession. It's about having a goal. Yeah. And um, what I really like about this particular documentary is it has a sense of humor about itself. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is snappy. It is funny. It is very, very funny, but it, it never pokes fun. It's, um, you know, all the, the people in the movie are treated with the utmost respect, but it is funny and they have a sense of humor about themselves. Yeah. And yeah. and it it goes for the gold on the humor. I'm yeah. I was, I was really impressed with that. I was laughing a lot. It would be very easy to make this uh, a negative, mm -hmm. like look at these freaks. Which it's in the style of King of Cons, so that's not what they're doing. But it it can also be like oh, wanting to achieve, you know. And and it's much more lighthearted than that. It was very enjoyable. So this was like a one-two punch of like this was great. This was a great morning, and I got a breakfast burrito. So that made things better because I did not achieve food in the first movie through a snafu. And then I was kind of cranky. Oh, but between the movies, Mike, who is a button a and listens to the podcast, found me while I was working on my computer and was like, I just wanted to say I listened to the podcast and enjoy it. So, hey, Mike, if you're listening, that really made my morning. Yes, thank you, Mike. Thank it you. Was, it was delightful to <laughs> chat with you. And then I kept trying to work. But then once I got distracted, I was listening to their conversation and chiming in with oh that was a good movie oh i heard that was terrible <laughs> so as you do as you do what i have found i love about about fantastic fest is you will sit down next to someone you will stand next to someone and there is sort of a maximum amount of time that is allowed to pass before somebody will just start a goddamn conversation it's like yeah. we have been standing next to each other for 90 seconds I am now required to turn to you and ask you what movies you've seen that you like. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's great. It's all about the buzz and it's automatic conversation openers. And I like that uh, people don't see the same movies in the same slot. So there's all this mixing and matching going on. And, you know, so the person right next to you is having a completely different experience yeah. from you. And, uh, I love that there's kind of this trade of information. Yeah, like, yeah. well, tell me, like, we had a moment later, um, who was I talking to you? Were you there where I'm like, I need you to tell me the tone? Oh, I was talking to uh, Reed. I was talking to mm -hmm. Reed, you weren't around. And he was trying to describe the club to me. And I was like, okay, I, because you know not to give me the plot, right? No spoilers. But, like, what's the, what are the first five minutes like? What is the overall tone of the film like? What's, you know, give me something to sort of anchor into. I'm like, so what's the tone? What's the mood? What's the vibe? And yeah, and so then you get that information. It helps you lock into like, oh, okay, that's, oh, that's like this. Oh, I'd be interested in that. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
So it's it's just been great. I keep talking to people, which oh, yeah. is why my voice is a little bit shot. <laughs> well, then you have a cold that you have given to me. I apparently. am so well. To be fair, Jerry came with his own cold, and I keep hearing lots of other people coughing too. So I blame both of you. You can blame us. Jesus, it is a fucking petri dish, though. Let's yeah, just be honest yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, I think I come home sick every single year. So I, I got the zinc tablets to share. <laughs> I can do that for I, you, I, Melissa. I, yes, thank you for giving me zinc whiskey. Tablets. Whiskey solves everything, Melissa. It's medicinal. <laughs> it does help. Although um, I was really appreciating the tea that the uh, oh. Draft House has on the menu right now. Mm-hmm. I Turkish haven't... mint tea is good. Oh, I should yes. try that. That yes, does sound you should. good. Okay. Yes, you should. And so... they bring honey with it. Mm, it's it's good for the throat. So anyway, we should move on. Yeah. Um, uh, we saw Love and Peace okay, together. Okay, so Melissa, there. I will follow Melissa blindly because... Melissa is my partner in crime and even if because our tastes don't exactly align no so but I will follow you blindly because even if it's not something I actually enjoy it is going to be something that was worth seeing Mm -hmm. so so there's this movie love and peace I looked at the I read the synopsis I watched the trailer I wasn't actually I'm like I don't know what the Melissa's like that's Sean Sono and you need to see Sean Sono. Yes. And and that's and I'm like, okay, then I'm gonna try to see I'm gonna try to see Love and Peace. As it turns out, both Melissa and I and Jerry, both Melissa, all of us, whatever, verbs and nouns, we all got the movie, but Melissa was in the other theater. But I did get to sit next to Jerry, which was delightful <laughs> because Jerry and I were both just quivering with joy throughout the movie. And I would just look at him and he'd be looking at me and we're both grinning like, what's happening? This is so great. The the, the beautiful thing about Love and Peace, and, and Jerry has this context and you don't. Um, Sean Sono is a filmmaker, a Japanese filmmaker, who I, I've seen, I think, four of his films by now and um the first one i saw was cold fish which is this um really dark serial serial killer movie um the second film i saw is why don't you play in hell which is which is like tarantino in japan i really want to see that it's now. like directed it, it's directed like a hummingbird on speed it's amazing um and then he did tokyo tribe which is a rap opera uh, about street gangs in tokyo and then there's this and wendy please describe what love and peace is it is warm and sweet and <laughs> candy colored and pop rocks and biz- bizarre, but in a put a smile on your face way with talking animals and talking dolls and this sad sack of a human being who wants to be a rock star who makes a wish on his turtle. And it's the cutest goddamn turtle. It's oh a tiny God. little baby turtle. It is. And it's a real turtle. And it's a fucking cute little turtle. And then there's a bigger turtle that's adorable. And it keeps going. Ah, ah. And, oh, God. And, I, it, and and it it oh man it goes places you don't because you couldn't expect that movie. All I know is that the longer the movie went on, the more I was smiling and clapping. Uh-huh. And the the stranger on the other side of me was doing the same, and the person on the other side of Jerry was doing the same. We the whole audience around me was just giggling and oh, 
and you could hear the smiling. I mean, you could hear it in the oh, room. Oh, yeah. People, just, yay. Yeah. People oh were God. just over the moon about this movie. It was just, it was so adorable. And it's got this catchy little earworm of the song. Do, 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 which, um, uh, which the turtle like, sings. It sounds a little bit like I'm stuck on Band-Aid now that I think of it. But. <laughs> Um, the turtle sings and he he makes it into a pop song and the turtle's name is Picadon, Picadon, and he keeps crying out for his turtle that he lost, Picadon, and there's, and it's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie too, and 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 if and if you I if just, any of you out there thought turtle plus Tokyo equals Gamera, you're not entirely wrong. You're not, really. but it's a really happy, sweet Gamera. Yeah, um, yeah, it it goes there. It's it's surreal. It's got great visuals. The little peg people hopping around. Yes. Did you oh that? God. That yes. Oh God. Jerry and I were just that that laughing. Whole, okay, oh, dear God. listeners, we're not going to go into specifics on this. But oh God, there was a sequence in there that I was just crying. I was laughing so hard. It's right up joy. Melissa's alley. If that's a clue. Oh my God. And oh, it's a my Japanese God. film. Uh, and he Jesus. wears this out. He tu- uh, he turns into a rock star and becomes the asshole rock star. And obviously, because I told you it's a warm and sweet movie, he gets redeemed at the end. But he comes out in the most rock star outfit ever at the end. He walked out and because at the Alamo Cinema, you do not talk during a movie. But I could not help it. I just went, oh, God. <laughs> and Jerry looked at me. You love that, don't you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and we were not quiet about it. But we were not the only ones. It was <laughs> it was like a walking mirror ball with fringe and these little puffs on the shoulders. Oh, and and the David Bowie wig and, and David- lift shoes. And- <laughs> yeah, it was Wow. Oh, it was glam-tastic. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it, there was a lot to love about Love and Peace. I walked out of Love and Peace just happy, humming with happiness. Yeah. I, wa- I went and went to the bathroom, and everybody, all the women in the bathroom were singing the song. Like, <laughs> everybody was chattering about it. People were humming little snatches, and somebody would hum, and then somebody else would giggle. But then Harry told me he, right after... Right afterwards, he didn't see that one in that slot. Uh, a critic friend of his came out. He's, what did you say? I saw Love and Peace. What did you think? It is the worst film Sono has ever made and maybe the worst film of this festival. Huh. Immediately after he gets done talking to that guy, a, a female comes by. What did you see? I saw Love and Peace. What did you think of it? Oh, my God. It was so terrific. <laughs> so maybe it's a male-female thing, except well, Jerry, Jerry loved it, it, but Jerry's... Jerry's. No, I think pretty uniformly pretty. the people in my theater. I was in one of the dinky theaters. Um, they, I think, it was pretty well I loved. think maybe you just need to have joy in your heart. Yeah, or, I mean, if you walk in expecting the previous Sean Sono films, yeah. it's pretty different. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you walk in expecting a Tarantino, that's not going to do it for you. Yeah. But, ah, it fucking did it for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was super cute. So now three movies in and I'm like, this is, ah, oh, yay. Yeah. And then we went, once again, we were in the same movie, Zinzana, Rattle the Cage. Wait, did we have any shenanigans in between? Oh, well, we, we should we should talk about the movie since we already started. Okay, but we'll, let's. We'll go back. So, um, so. Uh, it that one, okay. So, so it was a shorter turnaround. We got into a conversation, and then I looked at my 
I looked at the time and I'm like, holy shit, it's 8.15. Our next, Melissa, our next movie starts at 8.30. Oh, we got to get in there. So we go into our theater, which is Zinzana. I call Jerry because he's supposed to be in there. Do we need to save him a seat? He's like, oh, I got things to do because he's doing arcade. He's like, I don't know if I'm, what, it, but what is the movie? I forget. It's Zinzana. What's it about? I, I have no idea. I don't remember. Melissa? I have no idea. I don't remember. Like, none of us know, but we thought we wanted to see it. He's like, yeah, I got to do things. So Jerry didn't come. So And what boy, if, he missed out. He did. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was sort of delightful because I'm watching this movie that I'm like, I have no idea what this is about. I just remember that at some point I said, yes, I would like to see this. Right, right. And so it starts. And... You know, when you don't know anything about a movie and it starts, you're just sort of like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm withholding judgment. Am I on? Am I in it? Am I not? And about 15 minutes in, I just was like, I am in this movie. On I am, board. I am on board for the train ride that I feel like this. And it was a train ride. So, dear listeners, uh, Zenzana Rattle the Cage is a... Kind of a people keep saying cop noir. I don't quite agree with that. No. It is it is a it is a single room movie. It's a standoff movie. It's a standoff movie. It's basically two characters. There are a couple other actors that wander in here and there, but it's basically two actors. One is in a jail cell and one is outside the jail cell. Yep. And um, the premise is the guy in the jail cell was thrown in there for some sort of minor infraction he, he, he got into a fist fight yeah. with somebody and yeah and so he gets thrown in jail and the usual sheriff is like you know joshing with him a little bit and then this other sheriff guy comes in and stabs the first sheriff to death and it becomes a standoff between the guy in the jail cell and the the mystery sheriff dude that came in who's kind of taken residence in this office like you immediately know this is not really a deputy he's yeah. a bad guy but you don't know what he wants right and why he needs to keep the dude in the jail cell alive because mm -hmm. you're like why wouldn't he just shoot him well clearly he and the guy in the jail cell even says really relatively quickly it's obvious you need to keep me alive for some reason so why should i help you mm-hmm and so then it becomes a battle of wills mm -hmm. and the oh the bad guy the he's an amazing villain he's uh, oh he, my god his presence his style mm -hmm. he's got that bad guy verve that you love where they're just a little wacky but not not like not like too far over the top but just okay if they're that kind of if they're going to be going around killing people they're they're a they might be a little bit crazy mm -hmm. and so he's just a sousaw of crazy in there but it's also cockiness like i can fuck with you because i have all the power in this scenario so i am i'm gonna fuck with you mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it and okay so a little further background zanzana is from the united arab emirates yes it is possibly the first genre film ever made in the united arab emirates because in the middle east they generally do not make genre movies it's incredibly rare to see their culture yeah. is very takes itself very seriously yeah that's just kind of the best way they make dramas they make dramas about their past they make dramas about the current social situation 
you know, they don't really go in for fantastical or pure entertainment. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I really liked the, the guy, they were cute doing the Q&A. He was like, they've really missed out on the cinematic experience. Yeah. Like, and I really liked the way he said it because it was, it was an appreciation of that, yeah, these movies are entertainment, but they also come to reflect and deepen a culture. Right. Like cine what cinema can do for you besides just tell you the usual dramas. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and and this is really impressive. Yeah. Coming from a culture that doesn't have a genre background because this, they've done their Tarantino homework. They have done Holy their, crap. these people are clearly cineasts. They have yeah. watched a lot of movies. Yeah. First time director, and it was confidently shot oh like, and it it's well shot it, it looks beautiful it's poppy the timing is just dead on it's crisp oh. it moves oh. yeah. yeah and and it, and the timing oh. of the performances just perfect really really impressive movie yeah. and I, it, I want to own this because I want to show it to other people. Yeah. I want to study it. It it is really that much fun. I, I said I was talking to, about it to someone. I'm like, is it a terrific movie? No. Is it the best movie of Fantastic Fest? No. But is it a movie I want to own so that I can show it to other people? Yes. Oh yeah. And that to me is its own kind of award, mm -hmm. right? Like. This, this, I, you need to see this. Yes. Is this something I love? Yes. <laughs> look, look at this. This is so, this is fresh and, and, and unexpected. Watch it. Yeah. Boy, I, I really hope this hits Netflix or something. So yeah. I can just point people at it. Go, go watch that. Oh, go yeah. watch that. Um, so then we had kind of a long break because that got yeah. out at like 10, 15 mm -hmm. and the next movies weren't going to be till around midnight and it's karaoke yeah, night. Yeah. You went to karaoke. Dear listeners. <laughs> when I found Wendy after the final movie, because we we didn't we, we pretty much didn't see each other after Zinzana until we got together to come back to the car and podcast. Wendy right now looks like Glow Caesar. <laughs> Wendy has a pink cape. I do. With, I acquired a cape with an. Is it an Indiegogo uh, yes, logo on it's the back? Indiegogo logo. Yeah, it's Indiegogo and a glow stick. On her head, worn like a wreath of laurels. Because I am winning. <laughs> I am Jesus. winning. I, I, so it was uh, Chaos Reigns Karaoke. As it turns out, anybody can sign up. Oh, um, yeah. And well, I, I know they can. They just often well, don't get around to you. But, uh, I yeah. wandered in late, and they still okay. had some slots, but not until like 1.45, which... I, as it turns out, I could have signed up because I got out of my movie in time. Yeah. But mostly I was just in there. I, uh... I was sort of wandering through, chatting with people, seeing what was happening, and then somebody, oh, I don't know his name, he got up and he absolutely killed Total Eclipse of the Heart. Nice. And that's when I'm like, I can't handle this, I have to join in the sing-along, and suddenly I had a cape. Um, and then Tim League got up, because Tim League always sings at karaoke. Uh, he was shirtless. Of course. He uh, sang some Hank Williams Jr., uh, uh, Hog Wild, <laughs> I think we know why, and there was a... Uh, there was a man in a plushy pig suit on stage. Of course there was. And then Tim wrote him in every sense of the word. 
<laughs> yeah, so that happened, and I did see that with my eyeballs. Yeah, and, uh, welcome to the experience that is Tim League at Fantastic Fest. Wait, I I fucking loved it. Yeah. I, I have to say, yeah. I just I fucking loved it. Um, Dear listeners, if you're not familiar with that name, Tim League is the owner of the Draft House, and which uh, is where we're at. He's the CEO of the Draft House. He's CEO of uh, Draft House Films. Um, and also the founder and, uh, I guess, CEO of Fantastic Fest. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the big man who actually, like, it's his. Yeah. It's his and Harry's. Well, yeah. yeah. So um, what other shenanigans did we get up to before we talk about the last movie? Oh, um, I was talking to the Turks for a good half hour well, or so. I talked to the Turks Yeah, you first. did too. Yeah, you I were ran, talking to them earlier in the day. I ran, I, I saw them and I wanted to go up and say how much I liked Deathless Devil. And then I, as I was talking to them, I heard yet another story. The love scene uh, in the movie Deathless Devil. Uh, as it turns out, the star of the film is shooting this love scene with this very attractive woman who's not his wife, but they shot it in his bedroom. Mm -hmm. Because they were shooting in his house. In his bed. And his wife was just outside the door, like, wanting to come in. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just killed me. I just... <laughs> wow. That... Wow. That's some commitment to your craft there. They're still married. <laughs> yeah, yeah apparently... She must be in the industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and she she's apparently very cool. <laughs> she, she has to be, because yeah. they're very cool. And so then the... Uh, the filmmaker of uh, remake, remix, ripoff. He's like, "Oh, give me your, give me your information, your contact information." I, and uh, and I mentioned we do a podcast. He's like, "Oh, we can link up." He's like, "You and I'm like, because we really love these Turkish films and they're so hard to get." Oh, oh, I will, I will contact you, and if you want something, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. <laughs> I want to spread the word about these Turkish. They may not be subtitled. Do you want The Exorcist? And do you want the Turkish Exorcist? I can get that for you. I'm just like, what just happened in my life that this? Guy... <laughs> Melissa, I can get us the Turkish Exorcist. I know. Actually. So can I now? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And so then yeah. Melissa was like, yeah. "Well, I want to go talk to these guys." Yeah, and and I I found them uh, in between the rattle the cage and the final film, and we talked for a long. We're standing outside. We're watching the eclipse tonight. Uh huh. The uh the eclipse of the moon. <laughs> hence Lun the, the lunar hence, eclipse. Yeah, the, hence the total eclipse of the heart. Oh, uh, karaoke, I bet. Oh, oh. I didn't even. I am so dumb. I didn't oh, even make that connection. But anyway, well, also because it's awesome karaoke. But but anyway, you know, we were we were talking for a good half hour at least, and uh, you know, we have a picture. Was, yeah, we do have we do have a photo, and um, yeah, I got tons of stories. I got so many stories. Oh, and uh, apparently the movie. The um, not not Deathless Devil, but remake, remix, ripoff. The documentary will be at the Minneapolis Underground Film Festival next weekend. Oh my God, Minneapolitans, you yes. gotta go! Yes, so go see it. It's a fascinating documentary. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! Yeah. Ah. Sadly, the Turks won't be there. Uh, uh, Kunt is going to New York City to visit his his son, apparently. And it sounds like Tev is um, off somewhere else, but who knows? But yeah, um, let's see other shenanigans. Uh, we walked by Zach Carlson, who's also a oh, yeah. Fantastic Fest staff member, and uh, got into a conversation about uh, crappy movies that are good movies, and 
And then... Uh, well, Zach has very unique tastes. He does. <laughs> he does. That don't match yours. Well, they match in one way. We both hate Sweeney Todd. So on that well, one, Zach and I can be soul soulmates there, right there. And uh, and we also both love Exorcist 3. Yeah. So we did have that moment of bonding. It was a very delightful conversation. Oh, yeah. No, it, Zach is really fun to talk to. Um, let's see. Were there any other real shenanigans? Uh, um, I did. Oh, listeners, I got my man chicken pin today. Your micken My micken in honor of men and chicken. It's, yeah. It's okay. So, dear listeners, a little background on this. Um, last couple of years at Fantastic Fest, they've been making those, um, what is it? The cloisonne. cloisonne pins like you see at Disneyland. Um, they've been making pin sets for each year and it has the same culture. You trade for them like at Disneyland. And so they, there was a, you could buy your pin sets, but there was one pin for men and chicken that you could only trade for. You so had you, to find a staff member with one and trade. Mm-hmm. And I found a step. What was so great was I, I had it took, just. You, it took like 30 seconds. I that had, was amazing. I, I bought, had just been on Facebook checking the Fantastic Fest hashtag. And it was actually on Friday, two days ago, they posted because I was just flipping back through, you know, surfing. And they're like, hey, find a staff member to trade for this pin. And I'm like, I fucking want that pin. But it's two days ago. Are, are they still out there? Are there any still available? I And I want to buy some pins then because I need to find this. And so I go, Melissa, do you want to you get a pin set? She's like, well, I actually do want to get a pin set. You know what? I will give you I will give you that one pin I don't care about so you can trade it. So she hands me the pin. I go around the cor- the corner to get out of the way to put down my drink to attach the pin to my badge. And as I only have it partially attached, I look up and there's a staff member in front of me with the pin I want. I'm like, oh, my God, will you trade me? Yay! <laughs> like, Melissa hadn't even walked away from the counter yet, and I come back and I'm like, success! I have the pin! It was amazing. Micken! Micken! It was the Micken pin. <laughs> so so finally we should talk about our last two movies yes because we we actually split up for the, the final slot i i walked into my movie literally minutes before it started it was a last minute decision to actually show up i was enjoying karaoke and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go and if i'm not into it then i can leave and come back to the party i stayed for the whole thing all right and that movie was what we become Great. it is we got oh we got a party going on awesome um we something broke something broke awesome um <laughs> it is uh i'm not sure what country it comes from i feel like it might be some sort of scandahuvian i'll uh maybe it's finnish uh eh. but it doesn't matter it's um it's your kind of standard uh zombie apocalypse like the beginning of the zombie apocalypse thing but it's really well done mm-hmm. it's really well done and um and it, what it really captures is the sort of big brotherness that um, the government immediately goes, like, okay. locks locks it down, isn't communicating, um, is forcing them to stay in their house. Right. You know, and because of that lack of communication, somebody thinks they're helping and it just makes it worse. Ah, <laughs> uh, you knew it was going to uh. happen. So, yeah, I liked it. Okay. I liked it. It wasn't groundbreaking, Excellent. but it was definitely, I I stayed to the end and enjoyed it. Awesome. Meanwhile, I was in Clown Forever, which is a sequel to Clown. Um, 
it's a okay so clown and clown forever are danish films okay um clown the the original clown uh played here oh like two years ago and it people loved it and uh it went over so well that it was one of the first films that draft house picked up to just distribute oh okay and uh so i i saw it it's the the first one and i thought it was very funny but there were some scenes that really rubbed me the wrong way like um oh that was kind of rapey and you're playing it for comedy mm, not liking that and uh clown forever is a sequel and uh impressively it um it's one of those sequels that goes um pretty much a different direction with the oh. story so it's like an actual continuation of the characters but it has a completely different tack it, nice. it's still about the same theme it's about friendship and about the you know kind of a stuffy guy and his best friend who's like fucks everything that moves sort of guy and you know their conflicts but you know the first one was like a road trip movie and then this one is like the friendships on the rocks and they're trying to patch it up patch Aww. it up and so the characters are really fun to watch but you know yet again there was a scene that's like that's rape <laughs> god damn damn it uh why? I I know. I know. Played for comedy? Played for comedy. Oh fuck. Yeah. It's like, oh, icky. How hard is it to figure out fucking consent? Yeah, I don't know. How hard is it to write one word into a script? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. I'm pretty sure it's three letters. Figure well, it out. Well, part of the plot was it uh, yeah. Anyway, it I, I won't go into it, but around that, it's a it's a funny movie. So Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It it was still a strong a very strong day. Very strong day. It was a hell of a strong day. And and I went to Clown Forever knowing full well <laughs> that that was probably going to be a part that of it. That was probably going to be a part of it. You know, that's just the type of humor that it is. It, I um I don't feel like I've gotten the epic party thing happening yet. Um but uh, Yeah, usually that doesn't happen until the final night. Okay. Okay. Um but on the other hand, um, I have managed to see a movie in every slot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you make your choices. Oh, yeah. And my choices have been to get at least a slightly reasonable amount of sleep each night. Did you hear one of the things that we missed last night? What? The satanic marching band. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How the hell? What? what? How did we miss a satanic marching band? When did this happen? Uh, it was in the evening. It was one of the bands that was playing. Ichio is a satanic marching band. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, know. and but wherever I was, I was probably having a good time, so it's it's that well, horrible yeah. thing of just like I can't be everywhere. Ah, I want to see it all. Yeah, I know. Uh, but we do have to do karaoke apocalypse when it when Oh it yes. I am definitely doing karaoke. I I I may have to bring the cape. <laughs> with me i think you should i should, think you should just keep that in your purse and just deploy it whenever necessary uh oh wendy's deployed her cape again <laughs> it you'll be like one of those frilled lizards <laughs> 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 
Dear listeners, there were gestures, and apparently they were effective. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the cough is getting better, but when you make me laugh too much, I start coughing again. All right, we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah, because have... it's 2.36 in the morning, and I'm tired. And, uh, yeah, I don't quite know what my plan is for tomorrow. I may skip some... Uh... I may skip some things tomorrow, listeners. You're going to crash in uh, Jerry's Airbnb, <laughs> which is across the fucking street. <laughs> I might. I might. That's very useful. I have a, I have a work deadline, and I yeah. and more sleep might be nice. Yeah. It is true. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how the day plays out. I am, All right. I am winging this shit, man. All right. Dear listeners, we will see you tomorrow. It's a new cinema pleasure, Lord.